this is John Bailey, the epic voice of Honest Trailers, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. It's a fangirls podcast with five-ish people. The tangents and squee will continue. Squee. Tangents as we continue all the way to episode 328 of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. That's it then. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings and call off Christmas. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. So glad you could join us. Let's start off like we do with the virtual table and see who joined us this week. This is Brittany and Troy. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, everybody. Had our our seventh birthday, and now we're barreling towards number eight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> One episode at a time. That's yeah. how we did seven yeah. years. Mm-hmm. It adds up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and thanks to everyone for their well wishes and uh, and comments on that happy mm-hmm. occasion. It was it was a fun it was a fun celebration. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Oh. all right. Well, moving forward mm-hmm. for some of the news. Not really. We don't really have any news <laughs> per se. At least not fandom news. Fairly quiet at the moment. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> the same thing. Of like, um, I know they usually say no news is good news, but this time, yeah. like, it just is waiting to just boil over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, this this week's been quiet news. news yeah. So it's wise, mostly so. housekeeping related stuff. Um, yeah. so, uh, we've got a, uh, new, uh, Patreon episode of Gold Standard, uh, for those that subscribe either to Gold Standard's Patreon or the Southgate Media Network Patreon, either one will get you that. Um, so, uh, up to you, I guess. Uh, <laughs> if you want just Gold Standard, just do our, just do that Patreon. If you want everything that that you know may be coming out of Southgate Media Group to their Patreon. Either works. We appreciate the support either way. Uh, but uh, in the since uh, the Fourth of July is coming up rather quickly, uh, we did uh, the nineteen uh, forties Jimmy Cagney <laughs> musical Yankee <laughs> Doodle Dandy. Wow! So. Nice. Appropriate for the time of year. (laughs) Yes, the man was not just a gangster. In fact, after a while, he got really sick and tired of playing gangsters. Uh, So so he really enjoyed doing this movie. Uh, I bet. Yeah, so it's a a fun, uh, fun 
very patriotic uh, musical about the life of composer and performer George M. Cohan, uh, who, if you've walked in any Disney uh, theme park, either down Main Street, Liberty Square, or the America Pavilion at Epcot, you've heard his music, even if you didn't know his name. Uh, so. Every, every child in America probably has learned the words to Yankee Doodle at some point. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't uh, have an odd memory of singing that song in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Who knows? Uh, so there is uh, that, and um, as kind of um, uh, partial, I mentioned just a little bit um, uh, during our show last week, uh, but just as a reminder, uh, I am going to be appearing on a panel during the Here Now Festival in a couple of weeks-ish, I guess, actually, it's a week from this Friday. God, time flies. Uh, <laughs> on the 25th of June at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, although the Here Now Festival, their uh, schedule online is all Central Time because that's where they're located. Um, and Central Time because they're actually in Kansas City, I think. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we're doing um, a panel called Off Mic, Developing and Pro Producing for Geek Culture Podcasts. Uh, so I will be on that with Brandon Peters of The Brandon Peters Show and Brandon Wentz. It's going to be the Brandon Rachel Brandon Show. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Wentz from The Crit Show Um on that, uh, and there's a whole there's a whole bunch of other panels and workshops and and stuff. Um, I know a friend of the show Peter Spellows is actually is actually participating in uh, some of the events during the festival as well. Uh, so Deal. Then, yep. So you can go check out the schedule for that and registration and all those fun things. Link in the show notes. So. Um, and I do have some panels that have been approved for in conjunction, but they have not released the schedule yet, so I don't know when exactly they're going to be. Uh, so as soon as I get, as soon as I know what the schedule is, I will make sure to share that. That's the Fourth of July weekend. So stay tuned. Yes. So conventions. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Isn't it wonderful to be talking about that kind of stuff again? Oh, I know. The Here and Now Festival and do virtually, obviously, but in mm -hmm. conjunction, we'll be in person. I'm so excited. Uh, and then PopCon's a weekend after that. Yay! Uh, so, yep. Um, we don't have any feedback. Uh, so, we'll just hop skip over that uh although yes we do appreciate all the well wishes and congratulations from uh celebrating our birthday um so i did see some comments as i shared the show around places mm -hmm. people are like oh that's fantastic I, you yeah. know so 
Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know if it was in direct relation, but I'm gonna say it is. Alex has been singing happy birthday to you randomly. Oh. <laughs> and it's it's we don't have anyone's birthday in our family coming up, so I'm just like, that's for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Uh, so we shall move on to <laughs> this week's main topic, uh, which is the uh, another retro movie review. Uh, <laughs> so this week we are, I guess, celebrating, <laughs> if that's the right word. Uh, this movie is very divisive. Um, uh, the 30th, it's still an anniversary, I guess, either way, whether you're celebrating or not, uh, but the 30th anniversary of the release of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the Kevin Reynolds directed Kevin Costner starring, starring. <laughs> I use that term very loosely, uh, <laughs> uh, action adventure film. <laughs> so a little bit fantasy, apparently. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's yeah. a witch in there, but she really doesn't do like magic. Yeah. She it's, just yeah. does like fortune telling. So. I mean, yeah, no. this one, it's not like. I'm not. I mean, I know. I know. There's people who who like it. There's people who don't. It's oh, Chauncey loves this, this movie. Is, this is one that I'm like, I don't think about it ever. If I think of Robin Hood, I think of the Disney animated one. Yeah, or I that's think like of the best Men Robin Hood movie yeah. ever. <laughs> Which I don't understand why it's so hard to adapt Robin Hood for for movie, TV, whatever. Because right. like like what? But apparently, like, go in my reading you know in research it's like they're like this is of the serious live action ones this is the one that's most well known there's been at least two other adaptations since then you know movie adaptations since then mm -hmm. but i'm like oh yeah nah, i don't know it's just i just don't remember them but i do remember this one and maybe it's because of alan rickman's performance but also i oh, probably I guess, yeah but really I this mean, is I, an alan rickman movie that kevin costner <laughs> just happens to be in yeah and it's, <laughs> it's kind of i mean men in tights is it's a but that one's a mel brooks so it kind of it is and it isn't but i mean I it's know. still a robin hood story right it is it's just it's kind of it's kind of in a different yeah realm but I it's suppose. it's it's intended to poke fun at it though is that yes. that's the mm -hmm. thing unlike this where they, they took it very seriously mm -hmm. in the worst way possible <laughs> So it's like if you want, you know, if you want like action adventure Robin Hood and don't want the Disney cartoon where everyone's all the characters are animals, go back to Errol Flynn. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. You have the Errol Flynn. Yeah. One. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like this one, the way the way I think the way I characterize my opinion of it is I don't think of it at all. Yeah. <laughs> until i'm reminded and and it's not like ew i don't want to remember it's just like yeah that was a thing yes mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Chauncey and I were talking about it last night mm-hmm. after I finished watching it. And I was complaining and he's like, I love that movie as a kid. I watched it like once a week. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I mean, like, take out like the acting and the plot, <laughs> the contrived plot and like visually it's not a bad movie like the production yeah, it, design it, is really good like the costumes yeah. are really great although i even now question why robin hood's running around wearing a hipster scarf around his neck yeah, uh around sherwood forest yeah i mean uh, you can definitely tell this was made in the 90s there's yes. some so there's definitely 90s hair and yeah. and even you know for for it being a costume drama it's the, even the costumes i can't explain why even the costumes look 90s even though it's no, not even medieval. I don't know what what time period you call this. It's post Norman invasion. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't know. It's it's a thing that happened. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 is a thing that 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 happened. And every <laughs> and every prom in. 1991 or 92 had the theme the the, the theme song is the there. brian adams yeah brian uh, adams it's song. so 90s <laughs> oh that was my first slow dance it's so <laughs> 90s my first slow dance i can remember who it was uh, <laughs> i am so sorry uh, <laughs> That was my every, highlight. I wanted to dance to that song. So okay, yeah. every every school dance there thereafters that so they had to play that song mm-hmm. at least once. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. So like the, the, this movie was for for whatever reason this wasn't there. There seemed to be like a resurgence of Robin Hood related movies in the late 80s early 90s because there was actually like an actual british production that was released like a month before this one <laughs> um and uh all sorts of you know like just like there seems to every now and then there just seems to be like a burst of like we're gonna try to make robin hood a thing yeah which and is it why- doesn't work <laughs> and again i don't know i don't understand what is the problem with with adapting robin hood for the for the movies because it's yeah. like is it really that hard of a of a story to tell mm-hmm. I, I mean i mean disney did it with like i said the animated one and once upon a time inserted robin hood into their mythos and it worked and mm-hmm. it's kind of like what the heck happened to you guys yeah <laughs> but you know who knows yeah. well in the, at this point like kevin costner was like on a stretch of, that is true of was... like it really rising as a as a star he'd done the untouchables in 87 uh field of dreams was 89 mm-hmm. uh he did dances with wolves which won the best picture the year before um and was he filmed this like they did dances with wolves and then he filmed this and then he went and did jfk which was another like huge epic <laughs> you yep, know yeah. movie still yeah, there, there kind was... of period um and then yeah, there... he did the bodyguard in 92 so he was on a, a on a 
upward trajectory but then like this one it i, I mean box office wise this did well mm-hmm. it was the second highest grossing movie that year behind terminator 2 which terminator 2 being terminator 2 that's not shabby yeah at all. yeah yeah so um yeah there, there was just a stretch where like kevin costner is in everything yes yeah but after watching dances with wolves fairly recently too and um having that in recent memory yeah i have to rewatch field of dreams because that's like the other costner movie that i've seen um and i haven't seen the untouchables yet or jfk um so i don't know he may change my mind in one of those but between this and dances with wolves in my opinion kevin costner he's kind of a bad actor now let's see field of dreams (laughs) you know that's one i've seen several times and i really like it and i feel like he he does well in that one and maybe that's because it's not an action movie yeah it's more of the everyman sort of sort of role and he does well in that so i think if he's not headlining a movie he's fine like like in in robin hood here he's like trying to play robin hood as you know the 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 small town high school hero whatever yeah which is what's in field of dreams which he does really well and it's like no it doesn't quite work yeah because to me he to me he doesn't seem like he's trying yeah in this movie that's what i I know people have issues with the fact that he's not like he's using an american accent well you've got other people who have british scottish you know european accents yeah (laughs) and he's running around with his american accent so which depending on who you ask he supposedly tried to get to have an act to use a british accent he even hired a dialect coach but he just couldn't do it his british accent was awful so Mm -hmm. the director was just like just just use your normal voice and it Um, it, it could have been just a a thing of well yeah if i did if i did my if i did british accent it would be even worse so yeah you're gonna you'll laugh at me even more so yeah yeah people were like let's not have a repeat of dick van dyke and mary poppins uh (laughs) (laughs) but besides that the the accent or lack thereof aside it just he just does not seem like he's trying like a lot of his lines he just seems bored like there's no emotion behind them and i don't know if it's if how much of that is costner's acting because i kind of feel that way his way in dances with wolves like he could have shown a bit more emotion he just Mm -hmm. comes off as very just one-dimensional to me or the fact is also in this movie while they don't have a lot of scenes together alan rickman steals this movie uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. It, and yeah, he it's has just a little touch of the scar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like you know when they went to go cast this. Yeah, they went to cast. Yeah, they went to cast this movie, and Alan Rickman was offered the role several times, and he kept turning it down. And finally, got to the point where, like, if you do this, you will have like carte blanche to 
interpret this character however you want. And that's finally what did it for him because he hated the script. He absolutely hated the way that the sheriff mm -hmm. was was written. So a, like a lot of his lines are ad-libbed that he made the changes as he saw fit and really hammed it up and made this character as mm -hmm. over the top and dramatic as he is. Um, which is funny because supposedly uh, after filming, when they went to edit, uh, because Costner was also a producer for this movie, that also meant he had a say in the edit. Oh boy. And supposedly he and the other producer went to the editing bay, threw out the guy who was the proper editor, locked him out <laughs> and did their own edit and actually cut a whole bunch of Rickman's performance because they, because Costner was mad that and afraid that Alan Rickman was over, uh, over shadowing yeah his performance and like dude he could have had like one scene and he would have overshadowed your performance i mean i was i was gonna say brian blessed at the beginning like yeah at the first like he's kind of you know he's kind of subdued he's writing you know the letter you know where's my son have you heard from him and yeah. it's like gosh this is kind of a quiet brian blessed performance and then you know forgotten country and i'm like yes. ah there's the brian blessing the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh there he goes yeah yeah so, uh, there's so even yeah, part it's... of me that uh, i hadn't seen this in a while i'm like is that brian blessed oh that's right you're in this movie yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i saw his name in the opening like Wait, I, I know. I was like, I don't remember him. I would remember Brian Blessed. Like, oh, it's because he's only in the first little bit. Yeah, yeah, he gets killed off right away. Yes, <laughs> yes. But he does. I mean, what little bit he's got, though. He, I mean, he gives a great performance. And it's mm -hmm. a performance you expect from someone like Brian Blessed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but yeah, just Alan Rickman. This, this is his movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just saying that because I love Alan. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's <laughs> that interesting. <helps. laughs> it's interesting because there is there is this tendency in in movies like this, and it kind of if I think about it too hard, it makes me kind of sad. But at the same time, so you know, you have the hero who is you know supposed to be the arbiter of all that is good and right and and mm -hmm. stuff. So you know they have so so they you know play it pretty straight. And then you have, but then the villain can do whatever the heck they want. So it doesn't, so, so you, you can fall into that trap of making the hero bland and boring. And the villain is really the one who's exciting and interesting and stuff, which is why I'm you know, going on a tangent here. The Superman movies, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies are some of my favorites because you have this, you know, typical boy, you know, boy scout hero and Christopher Reeve makes that role work. Mm -hmm. And you, you forget that, you, you often forget that Gene Hackman is in it, even though he is hamming it up. I was going to say, crazy. Gene Hackman is a brilliant Lex Luthor, though. <laughs> oh, oh, he is, yeah. he is. But I don't think of it as Gene Hackman's movie. I yeah. think of it as, it, it's Christopher Reeve because he plays Clark Kent, you know, the mild-mannered guy, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, the, the big blue boy scout just so well and so perfectly 
and it's so you know he doesn't get overshadowed by the villain but in this movie kevin costner is like you said he's just kind of he's kind of bland and just Mm -hmm. you know just just he plays the everyman character which like i said in field of dreams works really well in robin hood not so much because you're supposed to he's supposed to be the the swashbuckling hero who's going to save everyone from the evil sheriff and save Mm -hmm. the girl and come in and and you know rescue rescue the the people from you know the the, you know the taxes and the whatever else that they've got to deal with and you know that's not that's not how you want your robin hood you want him to be dashing and charming and and you know kind of thumb his nose at authority and it's like that that's that's why people like the story and maybe that's why hollywood just can't get this one right because he's they don't understand regular people and what a hero of regular people would be like i guess it, it has it has to be something because it because everyone yeah. else you know does make you know not maybe not necessarily stand out performance mm-hmm. um I, I, I well <laughs> this movie gets very violent <laughs> the fact yes. that, that well that it, depending on which i guess version you have lying around or have access to uh like i watched it streaming and um it was pg-13 when it was originally released um it was released as a pg rated movie because they were like oh robin hood you know that's something that the entire family can go to uh, so <laughs> they they marketed yeah, a breakfast cereal for kids yeah. based yeah. on this movie yeah among other things um so they um they they did some very selective edits um especially with the beginning when uh robin's in in prison and they're literally chopping people's hands off um and uh later uh christian slater as as will scarlet has an f-bomb that they they edited um so uh, but even the yeah the i don't remember it was the editor i don't think it was the editor it was like uh, a producer or somebody involved said that one of his biggest regrets was releasing this movie with a PG rating. Uh, I don't know exactly why. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if I, would, yeah, I would. Like, I would love to. I would love like, to. Know I'm, the, I'm the sorry that I'm, I'm sorry that I subjected little kids to this. I guess was his his regret. I'm not entirely sure. Um, well, uh, and and bear in mind, you know, this is early '90s. The '80s were not a distant memory, and PG-13 and, was still fairly new. Yeah, as a in rating. the '80s, PG meant something. It wasn't like, oh, we're gonna give Frozen a PG rating for scary images mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like new. No. Yeah. So since then, it's 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 pretty much PG-13, which. Mm. I think is way more appropriate for this the one f bomb is yes. just whatever um but yeah i mean this this does get quite violent um with the the prison scene and then towards the end uh that final battle <laughs> it gets pretty gruesome too um and uh well I would say you see Kevin Costner's naked butt, but that's not actually Kevin Costner. That's actually his stunt double. 
Oh, yes, that makes a difference in the rating. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, I know. If, if you got someone that's like, ooh, Kevin Costner's naked butt, I'm like, well, no, sorry, it's not actually Costner. That's his stunt double. Um, <laughs> get y'all excited for the wrong person. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I mean... I mean, nowadays, the violence, it's similar, I think, to, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, that, that's, that's definitely a, a good um, comparison. Yeah. So, or an apt comparison. Um, so, yeah, it's... Yeah, it it's... I... I you know, when when you said we were going to review this, I was like, oh, I haven't watched that in forever. And like, when I first, every time I think about it, the only thing I ever remember, and I'm sure this is what, this is true for a lot of people, is the scene of, well, at least I didn't cut it out with a spoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is the that that line I always, always remember in this movie. Beyond that, like, I couldn't even remember who played Maid Marion. I didn't remember, I, I'd, I'd forgotten Morgan Freeman was in it. <laughs> And see Morgan Freeman as as Robin's sidekick essentially mm-hmm. um, is gives a better performance. This is true. Like as I was watching yeah. it, I'm like, ah, oh, she's so good. Like, yeah. why isn't and he, he the star and he, of this movie? Yeah, <laughs> and he's supposed to be playing, you know, second fiddle to to Costner's yeah. Robin. But yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, which and I I read something uh, when doing my research that actually. Um, this this uh, guy is a film historian or or something um, has uh, said that um, Morgan Freeman's performance in this movie um, as Azim um, is uh, actually one of the best por- like por- portrayals of a Muslim in a feature movie feature film. Um, it's a very positive portrayal of someone of the Muslim faith. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he does really well and not, and, you know, and he's, he's, you know, quippy. He's, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the humor around, around him, like, so there's that beginning in the, in the, the part where, you know, they have Duncan and, and, and Azim are standing outside the door while Robin's gone to go to find Maid Marian and, and Duncan's all like, I mean, because you know, at, the, at this time it's a crusade, so England is at war with, with um, the the Turks basically mm-hmm. um, in the Middle East, and you know they're so you know all of their all their soldiers, all their 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 noble folk have gone to fight the crusade, and so he's cussing them out like, oh, you know, why you know, you know, blast them, blast this, you know, can't stand you know those 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 dirty Moors or whatever it is he says, I can't remember what it is exactly. And, and you know, and Duncan's been blinded because of the, the sheriff. You know, poor Azim is standing right there, but he doesn't like get super defensive or anything. He just kind of sneaks up by him, and and then he and then Duncan asks him, "Well, what kind of name is Azim?" And he goes, "Moorish." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like it's like he kind of he just he takes it in stride, and so the writing around Azim is is really good. There are he's got some really fun lines and mm-hmm. fun moments that really enhance his character and enhance his part in the story and it felt like they were really giving morgan freeman a lot of good stuff to work with mm-hmm. yeah so that that definitely helps if nothing yeah. else 
yeah, is the, you know, you don't necessarily have, uh, you know, a lot of your supporting cast are not big names, mm-hmm. you know, like Costner and Morgan Freeman and Alan Rickman were kind of your big three, you know, because Alan Rickman had, had burst into stardom after doing Die Hard. Um, and then, you know, Morgan Freeman has just been, you know, around for ages. <laughs> yeah. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, because he's Morgan Freeman. He could read the phone book and he'd win an award. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> the person everybody wants to narrate their life story. Yes. Um, right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the your other people, um, like Mary Elizabeth, Elizabeth Mestra Tonio, who played Marion. I don't know who she is. (laughs) I know. I I was like struggling to like, who is she? Yeah. Yeah. This is like the only thing I really know her from. Yeah. She a big name from the 90s that I should have remembered, but I Well, she was their second choice um, (laughs) for this. I I read who the first one was because it made me laugh. Yes, because a certain uh, Princess Buttercup <laughs> was supposed to play the part and got pregnant and had to uh, had to bow out. Okay, uh, and then then you have Carrie Elwes playing <laughs> playing right. Robin Hood, and, and then Carrie, fights. yeah, and then Carrie Elwes was actually offered the role of Robin, but oh turned it down because he didn't like the script. Well, you know. And hello, men in tights. Yes. It wasn't that he was against playing Robin Hood. He just didn't like the script for this particular film. I, and... I think he probably got the better end of the deal there. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's very funny that we could have had, you know, a, a Princess Bride reunion if in there Robin was a ca- in this. And it probably would have um, been an even better movie. Yeah. And I, and I remember thinking before I knew that um, Robin Wright was originally the one intended to be Maid Marian, because I was thinking she was, because Maid Marian and this reminds me a lot of Princess Monica. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of similarities between them, I think. Oh, clearly there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, reading the, uh, the, you know, who could have been cast in these, and it's like, oh. This could have been a much better movie. I think I read uh, <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp was uh, torn down. Will Will Scarlet? Will Scarlet? Or... Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. They, he had he'd have his chance for swashbuckling later. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. They, they had some high hopes for this. It just it seems the script was just kind of working against them. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and apparently, like, Kevin Reynolds and Kevin Costner are, like, really, really good friends, uh, the guy that directed this, mm-hmm. um, which they end up going on to make Waterworld, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 that one I, I know nothing about. It's, Same, I've never it's seen even worse. It. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, absolutely, like, I'm assuming it's Waterworld. That's like, yeah, it's know. like, it's like 
the world has ended there and people are living on the oceans or it's a planet where people are living on yeah, the it, oceans? It's, it's earth and the oh, okay. polar ice cap you know the the polar caps have completely melted so the entire earth is flooded essentially yeah, and there's yeah. some weird twist at the end i don't know i heard is- i heard about it but i don't i don't remember the details so again i mean you know if, if you want me to, if you want these these things to be memorable maybe actually make them memorable and not just right and yeah but yeah you know, well, whatever. And i don't know if it's if the if it's the the you know the writers because the um the 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 people who have the writing credits Penn Dencham and, and John John Watson <laughs> I love that uh, <laughs> I laugh um, at that too yeah if you if you look at at their writing credits neither of them really had a lot under their belt before they wrote the script for this oh boy so I don't know if it's just because they just weren't seasoned enough maybe I mean, I, I, yeah and this I, was supposed to be like a huge summer blockbuster. I mean, and it, like you said, it did well at the box office, but uh, but again, Kevin Costner was kind of a big deal at the time, and it's an action yeah. movie, and and the, you know those big summer things. But at the same time, it's like mm-hmm. looking back on it, you're like, yeah, you guys got your money, but it's it's not a memorable movie. The only yeah, not as a I whole. Re- yeah. yeah, the only yeah, reason I, I remember it is because Men in Tights made fun of it. Yes, <laughs> and that's the one I remember. <laughs> Other than the Alan Rickman stuff, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you could just watch his bits and be like, that's all you need to see. Uh, and, that makes me wonder yeah. if there's a, a YouTube compilation of all the best Alan Rickman bits. Oh, yes, there is. Oh, I, I, I yeah. figured there, there would have to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they, um, yeah, the, the fact that, uh, you know, <laughs> even though, <clears throat> even though uh, Costner and Reynolds would go on to work after this, uh, so obviously they made up at some point, but yeah, at one point Reynolds even walked out while they were doing editing because he didn't like the way that Costner <laughs> And the other producers were editing. It. Oh man! Oh, <laughs> he didn't even intend the the screening, like the premiere. <laughs> so, oh wow! Yes, you know that's you a, problem with the director is like I'm done a, with this yeah. movie. That's it's not even sign. done yet. Jeez. Yeah. So it, it sounds like they had an idea. They knew who they wanted, and the script scared away the people they wanted. Yes. <laughs> so they had to do with what they had, and then it was like well this isn't what we wanted to do but we gotta we gotta deliver so yeah here you go yeah hi yeah well and yeah and it you know if 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 the you know the theatrical version you know even the pg-13 version is is you know if 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 you haven't suffered enough there's a 155 minute extended cut of the film (laughs) It was released in 2009. That's the one I watched. Yeah. <laughs> about how about how the witch is actually 
the sheriff of Nottingham's mother because the real sheriff, the, the son of the Nottingham's, she killed and replaced him with her son. <laughs> you know, okay, I okay, the, the... Like, kind of got, like, not got that, but I kind of, that's always in the back of my head, like, I thought, is it his mom? Like, it, it, it they made it sound like he, she was, he was raised by her at points, but, huh. Yeah. Yeah. But it was included at one point, and then they cut that bit out. Yeah. Now, well, because now I, I've got the, I've got the DVD version of, so, like, last year, I guess, or the year before, Warner Brothers put out um, a, a series of movies that's, like, you know, and you could tell they all go together. Like it was, there was Robin Hood, there's Wizard of Oz. Um, there were a bunch of other ones. I was trying to remember who else. And it was like, and they're numbered. And it says, Warner Brothers invites you to celebrate the most iconic moments in film history. And so it's got a special case and everything. Well, the back of the case on this one. So, so the front, it you know, has a quote from, from the movie. And this one is, the quote from this one is, I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Sheriff of Nottingham. Well, okay. So the, so the description, the blurb on the back of the movie talks about you know you know this let's see this story is you know this epic story brings brings the 12th century medieval world to 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 spectacular screen life filmed at historic locales in england and france prince robin hood prince of thieves brings with the romance passion pageantry and humor that have made this remarkable noble human a hero through the ages in the story and his story the focus of many movies over the past century so it's like basically saying yeah we're telling the same story there are other movies who've who've done it but we're not telling you anything about this particular movie other than who's in it mm-hmm. and so it's like they're kind of like well yeah i guess it's iconic um we're not sure why but but robin hood yay you know yay! robin hood right it's, it's yeah. an awesome story you know rob from the rich to feed the poor and the evil sheriff of nottingham although i, I do remember one uh, one thing i do remember after i first saw this movie back in the 90s i was like where's prince john because he's not in it they don't nope. they they oh, took him yeah. out which in my mind having of course at the time i'd seen the disney robin hood so many times it's like he's the main villain how do you not have robin hood without you know the evil prince john but again they're kind of playing fast and loose with the with the 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 lore here a little bit mm-hmm. and i guess there have been some versions where there's a witch and there's devil worship and all that stuff but i'd never seen it <laughs> Yeah, you say the stuff with the witch and like the the you know her being like the sheriff's mother to me feels like we're getting more into like king arthur than yeah robin hood it's like i think you guys are mixing up your 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 english royals yeah your your (laughs) mythological heroes from england's legends folklore yeah folklore yeah that's the word i was like what's the word yeah (laughs) It's like, um, you guys got to get him right. Of course, you know, Hollywood couldn't even get King Arthur right either. They did a movie of that, and that was, ugh. Yeah. It's like, guys, just just, just stop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, just quit while you're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, you know, let, let, let the BBC do that kind of stuff. Yeah, really. Because <laughs> they did Merlin, and it was pretty decent. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that when that came out with yeah. Sam Neill. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, like we said, this was actually, even though it's, you know, Costner's performance and the script have been panned, it ended up doing well box office wise. Uh, it ended up making almost $400 million globally at the box office, making it the second highest grossing film of 1991, right behind Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Um, it also it also enjoyed the second best opening for a non-sequel at the time. Um, so, um, and uh, it kind of did okay awards wise ish. Well, it, got, it got Alan Rickman. A, was it a BAFTA? Yeah, he yeah, yeah Alan Rickman won a BAFTA for best supporting actor. And didn't, and didn't he in his speech when he won it he said well i guess this 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 goes to show you don't always have to be subtle or something yeah, like subtle that. Was, yeah subtlety's overrated is, i can't yes. remember what he said but yes. it was it was something kind of funny yeah. <laughs> it was like oh we miss you yeah yeah uh yeah um so musically it did well Oh god. As far as the music is concerned, that, that's a, another high point of this movie um, is the score uh, written and conducted by the late Michael Kamen, who I adore. Um, he was just a, he was a fantastic, fantastic composer, and it's it's a shame that he's not around anymore. I'm gonna um, like what else has he done? Uh, he has, oh my goodness, what hasn't he done? Uh, yeah, not quite as pro prolific as, you know, like your John Williams, but again, he's, he's no longer with us and hasn't been for a while. So that doesn't help. Um, yeah. but he did, uh, Highlander, um, <laughs> Lethal Weapon, Die Hard. <laughs> um, he did, uh, License to Kill, James Bond movie. Um, a th this obviously this movie um it's kind of like the action john williams yeah the, the three musketeers you want to talk about another brian <laughs> brian adams <laughs> ballad <laughs> from the 90s oh, gosh. Talk, we'll talk about the three musketeers at some point too <laughs> talk about another <laughs> adaptation where the bad guy is probably the best part of the entire film um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Um, that was a good movie. Yeah, the live action 101 Dalmatians. Um, so. Um, okay, so I've definitely, he, I've definitely pulled his stuff. Yeah, he thought. did the X Men, the 2000 X Men. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the Iron Giant. Uh, yeah, so, but he was also the composer that worked with Metallica for the first S&M oh. concert. So, <laughs> yep. Um, but his, uh, his music that he wrote that was, wasn't for film, it was just a, a music that he did was actually the music used by my high school marching band the year after I graduated and won their first national marching band title. Nice. So I have a soft spot for Michael Kamen <laughs> because of that. Because cool. uh, one of my best friends was still, she graduated the year after me, so she was part of the band that year. So, oh, cool. Yeah. 
so yeah, I have I have a soft spot for for Michael Kamen. So I, I do thoroughly enjoy the uh, the score for this. It is very iconic, especially that that horn. That doo -doo -doo -doo, yeah. you know, <laughs> it almost makes me feel like jumping on a horse and going tally ho. <laughs> you know, go, guys. <laughs> uh so um uh yeah um and then obviously brian adams everything i do i do it for you uh it was nominated for an academy award for best original song and won the grammy award for best song written for visual media um so uh yeah and then it's been played ad nauseum ever since at every junior high and high school dance <laughs> since then <laughs> I, was gonna say, like, I think i remember that my junior high and my junior high dances were like years after this movie yeah no it, it's it's just a it's just a standard really love yeah. ballad it, it's mm -hmm. one that, that, you know, the DJs who yep. go and do like school dances or, you know, if they go, you know, if, if your church has dances for the teens, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or whatever, they just always have that playing in the playlist. And yeah. that's, that's the cue for all the couples to pair off and everyone else to go out and get a drink, uh -huh. <laughs> take a break. Yep. Right up there with Ario Speedwagons, I can't fight this feeling. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's it's again, it's just iconic 90s. It yep. just it mm -hmm. screams 90s. Uh, just that 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 song. Um, and like I said, it, it, this this, you know, Brian Adams just in general just screams 90s, you know. Yeah. But, but then when we get to Three Musketeers, we'll get to talk about the ultimate 90s. Which the thought the theme song from that it's Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. <laughs> yes. Oh my. The mm -hmm. mullets, the mullets on in that song. Yes, it is so nineties. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all for one and all for love. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, oh. Oh my. Uh, the music video for everything I do, I do it for you is a little bit better than the All for Love. Yeah. You know, it was nice to see all three singers in the room, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just still very 90s, though. And of course, mm -hmm. anything related mm -hmm. to this movie visual, visually, you know, regardless of what else they use, uh, has to have the, 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 POV shot of the, the arrow flying mm -hmm. through the forest. Yeah. No, that that's just a thing yep. in Robin Hood. Anything doesn't have to be a movie, TV, whatever. That that just that just has to happen. I swear, it's probably even in a graphic novel retelling of you know. Yeah, well, that, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the works for CSI, but this is pre-CSI. <laughs> yeah. True enough. Yeah. Well, and the the cool thing is, though, is like uh, the, uh, the those shots of because they actually use that like point of view arrow shot twice, um, at least because there's the one shot where he shoots it through the forest and splits the other arrow, which 
that goes back to the Errol Flynn mm-hmm. era yeah. um, of, of Robin Hood portrayals. Um, but then they do it again later where the arrow is on fire. Um, and that was just, they shot that on with the camera at 300 frames per second, which most film is 24 frames per second. <laughs> so oh boy. Uh, that's a lot of frames. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's not like it's not like it's CGI or anything. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's an actual shot done in camera. There's not really any um, special effects in this film. There's a lot. It's mostly all practical effects, which I will again give them kudos for that yeah yeah i mean this is this is this is a time i mean you know independence day and all that's coming up quick but Mm -hmm. this is still they're still doing practical effects and it's Mm -hmm. not you know computer um any of that kind of stuff just isn't ready to go yet it's not ready for prime time as they say so yeah anything any it's if it looks if it looks good it's probably a practical effect at this Mm -hmm. point yeah, I mean, it, it, at this point, we're still living in the era of uh, people trying to do good-looking effects practically because that's what George Lucas did in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, we're we're still living with with that the the George Lucas effect. I think when it comes to special effects. Speaking of Star Wars. <laughs> let's talk about the other tie-ins with this movie including the video games and the toys Uh (laughs) yes because the toy for the uh village playset is a complete knockoff of the village endor it's not a knockoff it's a reskin right yeah because it was made by kenner (laughs) my mom was half tempted to pick up a Prince of Thieves one just in case because I still have the Endor set floating around. She's like, well, if you need replacement parts. Yeah. She didn't. (laughs) Dang it, she should have. I know, she should have. It's like, I'm just going to squirrel these away and I will repaint them. Like, you know, if the dog chews on on Wicked or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if it was good enough for the toy manufacturer, right? Seriously. Right? Because that's exactly hey. what they did. It was made the 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 toy line was released by Kenner, mm-hmm. who and everybody probably knows because they were like the people that started doing the you know they're they're the ones that helped George Lucas essentially prove that selling toys in addition to films can help with the money making uh you can do yes exactly (laughs) the real money is made space balls the flamethrower the kids love this one uh uh, so yeah kenner had the 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 license or whatever to do the toys for this and uh i they i I don't know what the logic it was, was behind it. Um, they didn't have to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> yeah, they were like, hey, you know, a lot of the molds that we have could still work for this if we just paint them differently. And that's essentially what they did. So yeah, like the 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 Sherwood Forest 
fort, you know, treehouse villa is the Ewok set, Endor set, repainted differently. Um, a lot of the characters were also um, like poor Friar Tuck. <laughs> Chubby old Friar Tuck is one of Jabba's guards. Yep. <laughs> you know the, the, the green guy that kind of looks like a, a cross between like a, a wild boar and like a bulldog oh yeah that is oh. the fire tuck mold oh, just oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> they should have used the rancor keeper to redo fryer tuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> added, added oh that would have been a better use of moldage (laughs) yeah so yeah if you ever had any of the the robin hood toys odds are you really just had the uh the kenner uh return of the jedi set and not you didn't realize that and you (laughs) and you tossed them out because it's like this doesn't look like it you probably are kicking yourself now because you could have i have no idea if it's worth anything or you know just say hey i've got star wars and not not uh not Robin Star Wars air quotes. Look, yeah. I've got Star Wars. This is, this is totally a Star Wars thing. Look, yeah. They're like, okay, honey, that's 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 right. Yeah, let's go give you a nap. Yeah. Well, and then there was the video game that was done by Nintendo, and I do not remember a video game. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I, I will have to find the video i was watching i think on youtube that uh that talks about it and shows some some of it so some clips from it and the characters images in they're just ugh, awful i I do i do remember the spoonie review Vaguely, I'm, I'm gonna have to go. Some of the images right now. I'm gonna have to go yeah, look that up because it's it. spoony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it Probably was. Probably good thing I didn't. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> oh, oh boy! <laughs> At least visually, it just looks. Uh, apparently, the gameplay wasn't necessarily that bad, but just the visuals were just like and what <laughs> i mean yeah it was early 90s video games we're not getting to photorealistic but no. like still, robin hood there... doesn't look like anything like kevin costner like if you were to like who is this actor you would have been like milton burl yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean yeah, at least the, they yeah. did a pretty passable um sheriff <laughs> yeah well, you know, at the time, every movie, every big movie had to have a, a video game tie-in come out with it. Yes. I mean, that, that, that isn't quite quite the, the case nowadays, but yeah, it's it's like, of course, this one, because, you know, they want it to, they want the merch. So, oh, yeah. so video game, video games are just another way of, of getting their, uh, their cut, as it yeah. were. So It's like they learn nothing from E.T., Oh gosh! Right. <laughs> that that was a thing. That was a thing, and that was not before... everything has to have a video game. That, was be- that one was oh. before they realized how long it takes to make a quality video game, and you can't just throw this out 
and throw this idea out for four months before Christmas and you want it for a Christmas or was it six months? I can't remember. It, it was, was not, short. Yeah. yeah, it was. So they just kind of reskinned something that they already had that they were working on or, or that they scrapped. I don't And called it good and it wasn't. Said, Here, here's an ET <laughs> game. And so you get the game and you're looking at it like this isn't like the movie that I that I watched. <laughs> it, it's kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's kind of legendary in how terrible that one was. Mm-hmm. I've definitely played some really bad video. Like the only way you can tell it's a tie-in is it had the same title. Yeah, and and they you slap the logo on it. Yeah. Like, hey, this is totally a, a Robin Hood thing. You saw that movie, right? Mm-hmm. I saw the movie, but it ain't like this. Ugh, one of these days I'll have to I'll have to rant about the Home Alone SNES <laughs> game. Oh goodness. The NES or the SNES? The or SNES. That's yeah. I meant SNES. Yeah. I only ever had SNES. I don't I think we talked about it a little when we Number talked about Home three. Alone, but yeah. Was a little bit better than one, but there were some very frustrating levels. I can remember getting both of those games for Christmas one year and it's just like Ooh, the rage quit was strong. <laughs> I never, I never finished it because I could never find everything in the in the fourth level. And it's like, how does this house have have eight levels in it? Because literally, it's mm-hmm. each level has two has two floors, and it's like this doesn't make a freaking bit of sense. Anyway, that was a and tangent. The, and the internet wasn't that good back then, so you couldn't find walkthroughs to help you solve it. And this mm-hmm. is true. Trying to get a manual was next to expensive so it's like ah, no it's uh it's like that bit in toy story 2 and and you know rex has got the 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 cheat book for the the um buzz lightyear game it's like it's extortion that's what it is it's like mm-hmm. you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah yeah i'm kind of glad that they that they've gotten away from um video game tie-ins to movies i mean i think there's still a few here and there but they're not nearly as ubiquitous as they were in the 90s yeah it, just... like like nowadays they like if they want to tie in something mm-hmm. they will figure out a way to do it like in an existing franchise like i know yeah. like with like when uh, uh you know infinity war and endgame came out like they came they came out with like uh marvel avengers like skins for like Fortnite. yeah or oh, yeah, you know there, yeah. there was an angry bird star wars crossover yeah. right. game that so that kind of stuff but not like a hey you know here's the here's the new star wars game for xbox or whatever yeah mm-hmm. yeah or like the, with the, the disney the disney blitz oh hey yeah. new season of this new season of that here's some mm-hmm emojis for you to try to mm-hmm. here's, collect. here's some more here's yes. some more emojis that you're gonna have to spend 30 bucks just to have a chance to collect yeah. <laughs> yeah. two uh, they even hoard crystals for all their worth have fun. <laughs> yes <laughs> oh those freemium games uh yeah. that's a podcast for another day <laughs> a fun, fun topic yep. maybe 
Oi, Robin Hood. <laughs> I guess we said everything about Robin Hood because now we're talking about Star Wars Angry Birds and Yeah. <laughs> it it's a thing that happened. It is really at the end happened. of the day. It's it's a thing that happened. Yeah. If if you just want you know to watch 90s ridiculousness, I guess. Um and a really really good alan rickman performance then yeah watch it uh but and, otherwise and a surprise sean connery appearance in the last very yeah, three like, minutes of the film yes <laughs> which i yeah which i have to uh i have to confess that i could i for some reason i don't know how but i completely confused sean connery's per, uh appearance in this with Patrick Stewart's in Men in Tights. Oh dear. I got them completely confused. <laughs> oh, I still remember seeing this Prince of Thieves in the movie theater. I was sitting next to my dad and then we heard the voice and it's just like, is that John Connery? And I was like, I think so. And the whole audience lost their collective cool. Yeah. You know. Great he just he just walked off the set of Highlander and was like, "Hey, I'm already kind of dressed for the part, so yeah. and <laughs> I'll donate I'll donate my salary to charity." Yes, no, yes. yeah. He, he got paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for two days of work. Dang, wow. a quarter of a million dollars, but he donated it to charity. So nice. Can't even get mad at him for that. Nope. 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 <laughs> But I have, I, I, I have no idea why how I confused his appearance as King Richard with Sir Patrick Stewart in Ben and Tights as King Richard. Yeah, this is great classes, but they're totally different. I know, I know. <laughs> different but classic. I yes. know. And, and well, it's also the thing is Men in Tights came out so soon after this one. Yeah, like that, two years. Yeah, so it's like it's <laughs> it is possible to kind of be like now was that one in the one or was it in the other i don't remember i just knew it was a it was a, you know a, a, a well-known older classically trained actor who has sir at the start of his name so you know your childhood <laughs> i was yeah i mean they both check a lot of the same boxes <laughs> that's true, true. You know, they were they were heads of, of of popular franchises in their day and mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so yeah sean connery he pops up at the end of this one yep and nobody knew it until because he's not even in the credits no <laughs> at not. all yeah no hmm. yeah he's completely uncredited though so. But yeah, it, I mean, it's it's a fun, it's a fun little cameo. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a nice way to bookend because it's like you got Brian Blessed at the beginning and then you got, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Sean Connery at the end. So. Mr. Connery. Yes. Uh, so. You can watch it think, that way. That I way think... you get that way you get those, or just watch the Alan Rickman supercut on YouTube and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. So, I think I read that Sean Connery was actually originally uh they wanted him to be um Loxley, Robin's dad. 
but apparently he was already playing enough fathers that he didn't want to do it. Before. Yeah, he, he played, you know, yeah, he, he played a lot of dads. So he's like, nah, I'm not going to do it, but I'll play Richard. I'll play King Richard show yeah. on set for you know, so, five minutes. Technically played, acting uh, like a dad because he gave away Marion, which is technically a father's job. Yeah. 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 I mean, so playing jones senior was that bad that he didn't want to play another father role i don't know <laughs> who knows that's the last father role i can think of that he was in <laughs> and then he then he plays robin hood himself right that is true. in another adaptation so yes you know fair play to you i guess Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, that's what you want to do. Mr. Connery. Yes. <laughs> well, part of me feels a little bad because I'm certain this movie has has its its fans. And like I said, I don't hate it. It's just oh, like I said, that's... Chauncey loves this movie, yeah. and he was he was mad at me bad mouthing it last night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. oh. I, I enjoy. I, I, I mean, there's some parts like yeah, it's a little long, but I mean, I I I like it. So yeah. I mean, and Rachel, hey, I can see your opinions and you know I yeah it's yeah, I can it, see both sides of the coin. I, I you know if I just ignore Kevin Costner then yeah it's a great movie. <laughs> Hard to ignore the guy who's just ignore the, the, who's on the poster. The <laughs> just but, ignore yeah. the person who's playing the name the person who's the movie's it, named after. Yeah. His, his, right? his name's in the title. Well yeah. anyway, it, I was just gonna say if any of our listeners out there like love this movie and want to defend it or if you want to share in, in Rachel's vitriol, we'll take we'll, we'll take all comers. <laughs> Send us some okay, feedback. Have Chauncey um, send us feedback. Yeah, I mean, Chauncey, you sent feedback. Yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> it's not vitriol. It's not like it's not like my hatred of like of of like uh, it's a wonderful that- life, <laughs> which I hate with a passion. So. Oh, no, I'm sad. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's Chauncey, already old, so yeah, yeah. Chauncey, you need to send in feedback and and give your and give your five minute rebuttal, uh, or you know whoever. Um, send us feedback. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail You can also visit our website, which is the fiveishfangirls.com and you can find links to all of our social media and leave comments there, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or our YouTube channel. Um, you can also find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also support the podcast. We have Patreon, we have an Amazon store and a, a Redbubble store and an Audible affiliate link and a Kofi. So check those out. And again, we thank you for your support. However it is you choose to support the podcast, we are very grateful, very um, humbled that you would that you would choose to spend your time and, and resources with us. And so we will continue to put out the fine quality of podcasts that you have come to know and love from us. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> oh, and just a heads up, uh, there will not be a show next week, speaking of feedback. So if you do send in feedback, know that you, it, it'll be a couple weeks before you hear said feedback mm-hmm. uh, because I am finally taking a much needed vacation. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, not that I don't love you guys. I'll miss y'all. Uh, but I, hey, no, I'm not going to get into the personal stuff that's going on right now. But just trust me, I need to get away. I need a change of scenery. I need to get away from the computer, 
and work and life and all of that fun stuff just for and just for a little bit so and summer is in full swing so you know that's a thing yep. people go on vacation in the summer yep yep so but we will i will try to get up some because i've still got a backlog of D D audio <laughs> yeah that was a put thing. up yet that, that was a thing we used to do remember yeah yep. <laughs> <laughs> i am sorry just life uh oh no 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 i'm not i'm not digging i'm not i'm not sending you a dig i'm just i feel a little bad because i got because i'm the one who got the job and that that we had to stop doing D D. yeah yeah well i mean but, as far as the audio is concerned it's probably a good ever. thing that we stopped <laughs> so, yes. so i will down I the line one day we could maybe see if we could do a little one shot and yeah. oh yeah we could yeah we, we could we could plan that and, and do it jared's got a ton of them yeah yeah so um so yeah i will i will see if i can find the time again life i've got family stuff going on right now that's taking a lot of my attention but hopefully if i can find the time between now and when i leave um I will maybe try to get some of that audio up so that yeah. um, you guys have something to listen to. Otherwise, this will just give you an opportunity to uh, catch up <laughs> on catch up. the five million other podcasts you're probably subscribed to, just like yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, if you're not, if you are caught up, check out some of our other uh, Southgate Media Group friends or that. and family. Yep. Yes. Plug plug for our our good friends over there. Yes. Yep, there's some good folks out there doing some good stuff. So indeed. All right. So all that to say, no podcast next week. So don't panic if you don't see us. Yep. Yes. There will be some geeky things involved with said vacation though. So don't be surprised Yay. if if you see a thing or two maybe posted on our Instagram. Hint, hint. Geeky Wink. things are good. Wink. So, yeah. Wink. I'm finally checking something off of my to-do bucket vacation list. Nice. <laughs> we have been trying. I'll tell you. I'll tell you about it when we get back. But oh, spoilers. Yeah, don't don't, but, don't, don't yeah. spoil the surprise. Yeah. This is the yeah. third year in a row that we have planned this vacation this, to go to this particular place and oh have had to reschedule and it almost looked like we were going to have to do it again because of oh, the yeah. family stuff that's been going on so the fact that oh. this is finally happening Yay. thank the maker <laughs> someone out there said okay i'm cutting her a break yes. three times cut come on third time the charm <laughs> so uh so on that high note uh <laughs> on that piece of positive news we Yay. shall sign off for this week this is Brittany Troy saying goodnight this is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City this is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening and this is Rachel in Indianapolis Indiana this is crane which any fool can eat but for which the Lord intended a more divine means of consumption let us give praise to our maker and glory to his bounty by learning about beer.
listening to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening, and may the squee be with you. Bye.